this is cold cases cults murders oh my and we are doing a special halloween episode surprise i'm pamela with my dog sam and we're on the case so i'm going to be going over the case of brandon lawson many of you may have heard of the case but some of you may not have heard of the case so either way i feel like it's a good halloween episode Let's jump right in. Oh, but one more thing before we jump right in. Uh, if you don't like listening to 911 phone calls, uh, well, when I say I'm about to play the 911 call, you might want to skip ahead a few minutes. Um, that's all the real housekeeping things I have to say. So now let's get into the case. Brandon Mason Lawson disappeared in the early hours of August 9th, 2013. His car had ran out of gas. Nope, did not. His car had run out of gas. And he was on a dark and desolate road in the middle of the night. He was a few miles from the town of Broughton, Texas. Yeah, I probably said that wrong. And I would say, I'm sorry, I'm from Texas. But, I mean, I can't really say that on this one because the crime happened in Texas. So, there's that. His journey began a few hours before the point where he disappeared obviously that's usually how it works but uh him and his girlfriend ladessa lofton had gotten into an argument he hadn't come home the night before so she just assumed that he was out like back into drugs so he did have a history of using like methamphetamines And so she was worried that, you know, he had fallen off of the wagon. Uh, So he had been sober, drug-free, however you want to look at it, for somewhere between six to nine months. And so, you know, Ladessa and he had four children together. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal when when your other half is not coming home at night and you don't know why. Also, Ladessa and um, Brandon were not married, but they had been together for several years. So, you know, she had seen the highs and she had seen the lows as far as, you know, him doing drugs and obviously him not doing drugs. At the moment, he worked in the oil field and he had just gotten a new job and they did drug test him for this job like the day before and or two days before and he his drug test came back clean some people speculate that maybe like once he did the drug test then he just like i don't know went on a bender or something do you go on benders with drugs i don't really know but anyways the fight started around one nope it did not the fight started around 11 p.m and at 11:30 p.m brandon phoned his father to tell him he was coming to his house now brandon lived in san angelo and his father lived in crowley texas it takes about three hours to get to his dad's place so he left his house around midnight that would put him getting to his dad's house around three o'clock in the morning. But, you know, his dad was like, hey, come, yeah, come on to my house. Kyle, Brandon's brother, would later say that he had taken drugs not long before he had disappeared. This is neither confirmed or 
not confirmed uh, because obviously he disappeared. So we don't really know if he did, in fact, do drugs before he left. Brandon left his house in his F-150 and at around 12.30 a.m., Brandon called his brother to tell him that he had run out of gas on Highway 277, that he was running from some guys. So this would later raise questions, and you'll understand a little more once I let you listen to the, the phone call he made to 911. So Brandon told his brothers that they were Mexicans from the neighborhood. Kyle would go on to ask him if he was hallucinating. Brandon said that he was not. So Kyle loaded his family, his wife and four-year-old, into the car and told Brandon that he was going to get gas from Brandon's house and then he would be on his way with the gas to help him out. There would be a 911 call that was made because when Brandon's truck ran out of gas, it was not all the way off the road. And so it was sticking out in traffic. And so the guy called to just let them know that, hey, there's a car sticking out in the road. Brandon and Kyle would have a few more phone call exchanges back and forth. Brandon wasn't making a lot of sense. And like they would only he would only say like a few sentences and then he would like hang up the phone. Now we are going to listen to the 911 call. Nine, two thousand, thirteen. the original call but they have since slowed it down and I will let you listen to that version. Here it is. That wasn't really helpful either. Uh, if you listen to the, the 911 call, it sounds like Brandon says, I'm in the middle of a field recycler, just person job over. And then he says, right here going to Abilene both sides. He then says that his truck ran out of gas. There, there one guy here chasing him in woods. Please hurry. The dispatcher asked him to repeat that. And he, and he said that he ran into them, shot, fired the first guy. The dispatcher asked 
if he needed an ambulance, he tells her, yeah, then no, I need the cops. She asks if anyone is hurt and there's no response. So she says, hello, hello, hello. And then the line goes dead. So after this, um, his brother, his girlfriend, and the 911 dispatcher all keep trying to get in touch with him again. Uh, So many of the calls were dropped, so they just went straight to voicemail. But however, after 1.19 a.m., his phone just went to voicemail. So in one of the previous calls that he had made, or him and his brother had connected with, he tells his brother that, that he can see him but his brother can't see him and the the police officer that showed up or the deputy that showed up, he also could not see him. So the deputy and his brother arrived at the truck about the same time. And so Kyle was thinking, oh, he doesn't want to come out because the police are here and he has a warrant out for his arrest at the time. But I mean, he did call for the police. So I think he wanted the police out there. So if he could get there, he probably would have like gone to them. And then in another call that he made to his brother, he told him that he was bleeding. So Kyle was thinking, oh, he's not coming out because of the deputy. So I'm just going to drive my car up a little ways. So he talked to the deputy for a little bit and then he got in his car and they he drove up a little ways and he waited for like 30, 45 minutes because he was thinking, oh, if I drive up here, then he'll come get in the car and he won't be seen by the, the deputy, so he'll feel safe. But he never came. So Kyle, he left the gas can with the truck and he headed back home after that, thinking that once the officers left, that his brother would come out, he would put the gas in the car, and then he would go back home. However, that was not the case. Um, The next day, his car was actually towed from the scene because obviously it's blocking traffic, and so they can't have that. Brandon was never seen again. They had search parties that went out looking for him, but they found nothing. And in... 2022, the family put out a message on their Find Brandon Lawson Facebook page uh, that said that a search group found a found clothes that matched those of the ones that Brandon was wearing on the night he went missing. They are still waiting on the DNA results to this day. However, they expect that the remains will belong to Brandon Lawson. Now, let's go back to that 911 call real quick. Don't worry, I'm not playing it again, but I just want to uh, to let you know about some theories they have out there. One would be that he ran out of gas and he came upon an officer pursuing like some bad guys. And so like that's where the whole it would make sense for the gunshots because, you know, he's a police officer and he's trying to catch some criminals, I guess. But it's also Texas, so, I mean, guns are readily available. But uh, then the next one is that his girlfriend, Ladessa, had some men from the neighborhood run him out of town uh, because, you know, he she had suspected that he was doing drugs, so... They suspected that maybe they had run him off for that reason, except for the problem with that is he called his dad before 
he left saying that he was coming there. So I feel like if you were running from somebody, you know, you wouldn't call your dad from your house to tell him. And it took him another 30 minutes before he even left his house. So I don't know about that, but maybe. And then there's another theory that he stumbled upon like, like a group of people who were like taking out some of their members or whatever. And so he just happened to stumble upon it because his car broke or his car ran out of gas. And so it just sort of put him there. And then he like, I don't know why he went in the woods, but he found them and then he ended up dead. But there's also a theory that uh, <clears throat> when his brother went up a little further, that uh, he got in the car with his brother and rode off. But obviously now we know that that is obviously not the case because they believe they've found his remains all these years later. So I'm not sure what really happened that night to Brandon Lawson. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts, your comments. I'm sure that if you've heard this case, you've heard the 911 call. So you've probably heard like, different slowed down versions and different, this is what I hear. So um, just, you know, shoot us a message and let us know what you think. think. Thanks again for listening. And I hope you liked the episode. We look forward to chatting again with you on Sunday. And remember that if you want to say hi, ask for a case, you know, whatever, you can reach us on Facebook or you can email us at coldcasescoltsmurders, oh my. Nope, sorry, that's so wrong. It's just coldcasescoltsmurder at gmail.com. And please, if you have some time, give us a review or a five-star rating. We would really appreciate that. Till Sunday. Bye.